All right, welcome back to Remember the Texans. Your host, Nick Skirfield, here at the Apollo HOU headquarters, studios, worldwide HQ. I'm not sure what we need to call this, Noah, but... I think it was about right. Okay. I think that was perfect. It's about right. And you can find us on the Apollo HOU network, on YouTube, on streaming platforms as well. This is week three of the podcast. We just finished week two of the regular season. The first two games of the D'Amico Ryans era. And uh, we'll be diving into the first couple of weeks. Look, look at some silver linings here. Yeah. Talk about the good and the bad. Um, we'll get into the last game against the Colts. We'll talk about CJ Stroud. Speaking of silver linings, mm-hmm. um, we'll look ahead to the JJ Watt ring of honor game coming up the next Texans home game, October 1st. And I'm going to close this out attempting to name. I think I'm going for 30 players this yeah. week on the 53 man roster. Yeah. I'm going to get to them all at some point this season. I'm, I'm hoping by the middle of October. Uh, I tried this exercise in, in week one, the first podcast. Yeah, you did. You got 17. Before, 17. Like on the first episode before the season. So you've, you're Not a couple so weeks hot. in. Not so hot. Yeah. A couple weeks in, though. Yeah. And now, you know, been watching the games. I learn about new players almost every other play. You know, you'll exactly. see something happen. Um, Noah Outlaw, shout out to our producer here and co host, Noah. Um, hosting, of course, off the gridiron, twice weekly show here on the Apollo headquarters. What do, what do you think so far, man? Two games into the season, what's your assessment of this team? Um, I'm happy. I really am. One thing I wish we, you know, I didn't see was the injuries, but that's just going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. But uh, that aside, I I'm happy with a lot of the things going on. Um, you know, through two weeks, like I said, a lot of silver linings. We'll touch on more this episode. But I'm happy. I don't need to win games. I need to see progress. That's well, you know, and here's the thing for me, and I, I talked about this on our first episode. You know, this is really all about, like, rediscovering this team. Mm-hmm. I think especially after the last 10 years, the last four or five years in particular, with everything with Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, the entire debacle yeah. that has been going on, um, getting D'Amico Ryan's back as head coach, getting all this young talent in, C.J. Stroud, Willie Anderson, Jalen Petrie, Damian Pierce, yep. you know – a lot of my friends who are Texan season ticket holders, uh, we've talked about it. I know a lot of people are actually going back to the games now. They're excited to tailgate, mm-hmm. excited to get back out there. You could see it at the last game, man. Yeah. And that's, for me, I think, you know, there's been an energy shift, a culture shift. Uh, of course, you're going to have to see results at some point or else people are going to start getting pissed. You know, we're all going to probably be miserable as fans. But um, I tweeted something about before this last game, how even though the Texans were missing like four or five key starters, Jimmy Ward, Tunsil, um, who else we were missing, like three, like four or five Jaylen offensive Petrie, linemen. Yeah, a lot of yeah. offensive linemen. Yeah. It, you know, it's despite that, I felt like the Texans were going to win, and I'm just probably a, a stupid optimist with that kind of stuff. I, like, I feel like the Texans are actually maybe going to win every week. Me too. With the exception of one or two games. Uh, you know, you, you kind of talk yourself into it, yeah. uh, and you're just looking for those, those signs of hope. Um, but I got to say, I mean, I, you know, I don't think we expected them uh, necessarily to win either of these first two games. Definitely not the first one in Baltimore would have been really nice. But sure, Colts, you'd like to win that game. Yeah, You'd like to see C.J. beat Anthony Richardson in their first start. Uh, but more important to me is just seeing that C.J. Stroud has been playing well. Yeah. And when we talk about silver linings from, you know, the Texan season so far through two games under D'Amico Ryans, I think top of the list number one, 1A, 1B, 1C, it's all C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And granted, they haven't won yet. He's still got to get that, that first, you know, that first dub in the NFL. But, okay, let's, let's talk about some of these numbers here. He, he's completed 58 passes 
in two games, which is second in NFL history behind Joe Burrow. Um, 626 yards, 63.7 completion percentage. He got his first two touchdowns this past week. Uh, Josh was telling us a stat, and I think I favorited somebody's tweet by this. Mm-hmm. Um, that What is it? If he if, – yeah, from Patrick Storm. Yep. 213 more passing yards at Jacksonville this coming week. And CJ will move into the top five most passing yards ever by a player in his first three games. That is outstanding. <laughs> it's great, and you know, of course, you want to you want to see the wins to come with that. Of course. Um, but obviously, there is a lot of lot going on in this roster, um, you know, talent wise, transition wise, that no matter how well CJ plays, it might not result in a win. Yeah. And I just think the fact that he hasn't thrown an interception so far when he's throwing what 97 passes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, you can see it when he's on the field. He, he shows a lot of poise. He's showing accuracy. Yep. A lot of people are saying, you know, CJ Stroud is him and the Texans have found their franchise quarterback. I, I don't know. If, I mean, I, w- yeah. I want to believe that. I don't know if we're going to go that far quite yet. Um, but I think, I mean, Definitely compared to Bryce Young, the number one pick, he's looked great. And I even noticed that the game this last week, the very last series of the game, you know, he was playing to the final whistle. I think he got sacked on the very last play. Um, But you could see the effort there, you know, and he was running around trying to find a way to make a play. He's got a good connection with Nico Collins, really nice connection with Tank Dell. Um, You know, there were two clear-cut quarterbacks at the top of the draft with him and Bryce Young. Uh, a, a lot of Texans fans, myself included, were initially hoping to get Bryce Young. I mean, he was the number one prospect. But, you know, you think about what he did against Georgia in the college football semifinal against basically an NFL defense. Um, you look at his history at Ohio State. I love what he says, at, you know, in, in his press conferences, uh, in his interviews. He's very humble. Mm-hmm. He's a team first guy. He's giving all glory to God. He's doing all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Regardless of your preferences on the religious side of things. Right. He's just... He is a dude who seems like he's got a great head on his shoulders and he seems really motivated. He had a really rough upbringing as well. So really hearing the way he speaks is I I feel the same way. And like, like I said, like whatever you feel about the religious aspect of it, the fact that he has something that he cares about so much and is so grateful for whatever he believes in and the way that he just handles himself at the podium is really, really good to see and he's so young but so mature it's fantastic yeah i mean he's got the captain's patch you know and the fact that he's named a starter pretty much from the get-go i think tells you a lot the texans had a guy in davis mills last year who's still on the team he's the backup you know if they felt like cj wasn't ready they could have still played mills for a few weeks but mm-hmm. and case keenum behind him as well yeah. um who i think has got to be like a player coach at this point in his yeah. career he's been yeah. around so long um but you know i i just think um He's showing a lot of great signs. And, and, you know, we got a Matt Schaub jersey behind us here in the studio. Uh, that is the all-time leading passer in Texans history, right? We've had Brock Osweiler. We had Deshaun Watson, uh, who we thought was the franchise quarterback. And then, you know, he, he requested a trade. And then, you know, all these all all the, stuff, yeah. allegations came out. He was out for a year. Now he's in Cleveland. Um, you know, there have been so many quarterbacks the Texans have cycled through trying to find that guy. And uh, the idea that we might possibly have that with C.J. Stroud, I mean, to me, you know, we could be sitting at 0-5 a few weeks from now. If C.J. Stroud is still balling out, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fucking fired up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, it's interesting at the uh, 
at the game. You know, I, I know that you go to a lot of games. You weren't there this weekend. No, I was not. And it's, uh, well, first of all, I forgot to wear my Liberty white. So I felt like, <laughs> you know, I botched that a little bit. What I jersey was, were you rocking? I was wearing actually a black, uh, Trillburgers t-shirt. Oh, well, hey, um, support lo- the brand. And I had a, I had a Texans hat on that was from the 2011 division championship, uh, hats, yeah. just all time Texans team. Of course. So I'm wearing black. I felt pretty good about my fit. You know, I had some red shorts, yeah. some yellow shoes for Trillburgers. And I realized as I pulled up that, damn it, it's Liberty white day. Um, but my girlfriend told me, uh, as she helped to drop me off, she told me I would stand out in the stadium. So, there you go. uh, so thanks. Thanks babe. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I love when they do the Liberty white. I love the battle red day. Um, I don't know. I think the announced attendance was 71,000. Uh, I don't know if, if it was quite that much. Right. But it was definitely a good crowd in there. I mean, it was, it was, it felt like, you know, the start of a football season right. again. And I would say the end of the game was at 31 20. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, we had a turn, once we had turned it over late in the game, whatever it was, yeah. where the, the game was clearly over, mm-hmm. people started filing for the exits the last few minutes. That to me, felt like how it had the last few years at the right. start of the game. So oh, I think, yeah. I think we've, I think we've come a long way and of course it's the opener. So we'll see how it continues to progress. But, you know, I, I just think in general, the excitement is there. Um, now the results are going to have to change at some point and I'm going to be really happy for D'Amico Ryan's when he gets his first win. Oh yeah. Um, but I think between CJ Stroud and the receivers, um, you know, those are probably unexpected positives from the first part of the season at least with the receivers people talk a lot about damian pierce the offensive line the yeah. defense mm-hmm. being maybe strong points of the texans this year yeah and those have been struggling uh whereas now you have nico collins 148 yards and a touchdown tank dell man the, the mm. rookie from houston yep. i got him on both of my fantasy teams <laughs> and i'm proud of that uh i played him in like my biggest money fantasy league yeah. last week oh. and he came through uh, he almost nico? had two touchdowns nico? no tank dell no, tank. Nice. tank dell and he literally yahoo shows you you know the percentage of leagues a player has started in yeah and i'm pretty sure tank was at like zero or one percent <laughs> uh but I, but i went with him yeah. and he almost had two touchdowns one was called uh, back yeah but he's quick man he's electric and mm-hmm. i think that um you know, that's all I'm looking for right now is just yeah. signs of progress. Yeah, same. It's absolutely. Like, I just need to see this team progress. And, like, the wins, like you mentioned, I want to see D'Amico get that first win as soon as possible. But they're, just, they're dealing with a whole lot of stuff. But the fact that C.J. Stroud, despite the offensive line issues and the, and, and, and the defense, week one especially, losing guys, um, the fact they've done what they've done already is really impressive. And I'm so happy with what D'Amico has done already. And Bobby Slowick as well. Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, called a really good game on uh, on Sunday against the Colts. Um, and you'd, you'd like to see the win, but Anthony Richardson came out hot, and it was just there's a whole lot of stuff going on that you know they they'll clean up. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of injuries right now too. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're looking at this as a long term thing. I am a firm believer 2026 is going to be the year the Texans win the Super Bowl, and I'll be repeating that um, <laughs> week by week because. I feel it. I feel it. And that's, yeah. what is that, four years from, three years from now? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I mean, it's been oh, yeah. it's been 21 years so far. Uh, 2007 was when I moved here and, yeah. and started working for the Texans. I think uh, well, I think we'll get years, there, you know. but it's going to be a little while. But I'm looking at the schedule here, and, you know, again, I'm saying Jacksonville this weekend, we can win that game. When in reality, Trevor Lawrence has been, I mean, he looks Lights like out. he, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a... 
I think that's going to be a really strong team this year for the next few years with him. Steelers game, ring of honor for J.J. Watt. I think we could win that game. Falcons game, could win that game. Saints, Panthers. I feel like there's a lot of winnable games here on the schedule. Maybe the Texans win one of them, but maybe I'm going to – I just – I sucker myself in every week to thinking it's a winnable game, man. But the good thing is where we are right now. Sounds weird to say, but it's almost like the preseason. I don't really care that much. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> we're going. And I, I want to say, um, you know, looking ahead to that Steelers game, that is uh, – that's going to be the game of the year yeah. in Houston. Yeah, it is. It is what, October 1st? Mm-hmm. Houston Texans against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Might as well call it the J.J. Watt game. It's the J.J. Watt yeah. Ring of Honor induction ceremony. It's the homecoming game. Um, last week on the show, we had a Moby Okoye, former defensive tackle – he was already talking about how many alumni are going to be at yeah, that game for yeah. JJ. And that's going to be special, man. He did a big dinner with a bunch of the guys at I think B&B Butchers earlier, earlier yeah. this summer yeah. when he announced his retirement yeah. and 20, 30 guys there. I got to imagine like damn near half of the entire, you know, alumni base of Houston Texans players is going to turn out. for Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the guy, what he played for the team from 2011 until what, two, 20, two years ago, 2020, years ago? I think, or 20, 20- 21, something like that. Yeah, and you know, obviously a universally beloved guy uh, in the city of Houston. At the previous game against the Colts this past weekend, it was it was 31-20. The stadium was clearing out. I mean, it was like maybe a minute left in the game or two minutes left in the game, and it was kind of depressing. And all of a sudden, they put something up on the video board that said, as a reminder, Texans fans, uh, your next game, and they said versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, where J.J. Watt will be inducted in the Ring of Honor, and the whole stadium started cheering. It was nuts. It's like the loudest cheer probably heard in the last, like, five, ten minutes of that game. But, um, you know, I think that's going to be – I mean, it's definitely going to be the toughest ticket of the year. we got the Beyonce concert this weekend Mm -hmm. at NRG. Next weekend, J.J. Watt. It might be the two biggest events of the whole fall um, in Houston. And that's going to be a fun one, man. I think think that's going to be a pretty special game. And – you know, I'm sure, you know, JJ is going to do it big. Well, especially, if, yes, sorry, Josh just uh, chimed in. Except for the Astros World Series uh, yeah. as the biggest events this fall. Right. Knock on wood. Hey, they won against the Orioles uh, their last game at least. So. Yeah. As of this as of this recording, the Astros are still first in the American League West. So Yeah, the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh game is by far the most expensive ticket of the year so far. Is it? Uh, like, for example – um, the Buccaneers, the cheapest ticket for when the Buccaneers are in town is nineteen dollars. The cheapest ticket for the Steelers JJ Watt uh, induction ceremony is one hundred and forty four dollars. Damn! So there's the, people want to get those tickets. tickets now. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna go up. Wow! What's the most expensive ticket you see for that game? Um, let me look. Hold up. Give me one second. Damn! I, sh- I should have planned ahead and got my tickets a little sooner. Yeah. No, absolutely. Actually, I think my I think if my friend told me he's gonna bring me to the game. So. Oh really? Yeah. Who, who, what friend? Uh, Washington Ho. I actually met up with him at the last game. Uh, he's the star of House of Ho on HBO Max. Oh, damn. And uh, all around good guy. He just launched a THC seltzer called Ho Buzz with Tony Busby. Oh, nice. And uh, we're working with him with my PR agency. And Washington was kind enough to invite me to this upcoming game. So since I'm saying it here, I think he's going to be like, you know, contractually bound. Yeah, absolutely. To keep me there. Now you so. have to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the most expensive ticket uh, for the game that I can find is uh, section 127, second row, uh, 2200 bucks. 
And this is a bad deal, I think, honestly. <laughs> I think like this someone's someone's trying to get What you. yard line's that on? Uh the fifty. I mean that's like it's right there. It's right there. They're someone's gonna buy that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, you could probably, you know, use that money on something else. Yeah, absolutely. Or on like five or ten tickets for the just evening. go get if you want to spend that money go get one of the five hundred dollar tickets and then you know go get a nice dinner or something You'll yeah be yeah yeah well you know another thing that it was the very end of the last game that i think was a, a great thing to see uh, john mechie mm. got his first career catch uh, actually i think it was the second to last play of the game yeah and uh and i have a thing with football games where I want to be there before kickoff in my seat and I'm going to be there yep. through the final whistle in my seat. Mm -hmm. I will admit there have been a couple times in the past 10 years. I haven't held to that for the Texans. Of course. Um, as a general policy or rule of thumb though, you know, with baseball, I'm a little different. I was talking to Des on the BTD podcast here earlier yep. this week. Yep. Um, I, you know, I went to like 41 Astros games this year and I'll get there an hour late or I'll leave an hour early. Yeah. It's a long season. That'll I don't feel good. that guilty about it. Mm -hmm. um, I will miss – it seems like every time I leave Minute – oh, every time I leave Minute Maid Park, I would hear something like that, like a, <laughs> just a, a, a loud, like a thunderous applause and fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Home run or walk-off or something. But mm -hmm. football games, I like to be there at the beginning. I like to stay till the end. Um, and sitting there at the end of the game, you know, two plays left. I think they, they announced that uh, – Maybe Robert Woods got a catch or something. And then yeah. they said, correction, it was John Mechie with the catch. Yeah. And um, got a nice little applause. Good, good. But, man, what is he, uh, about a year or less than two years removed from? About uh, a year and a half removed from being diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, I mean, leukemia, you know. Yeah. And he's like, and he's, uh, I mean, second-round pick out of Alabama. Obviously, had a great college career. Mm -hmm. But that's just an inspiring story. Yeah, and uh, And you hope that he's going to continue to get to do more. I have big expectations for Mechie. I think he was so talented in college. And look, whenever that happens and you go through that, the recovery of that, look, you're not going to be football ready immediately. And he's through training camp was kind of slowly progressing. Didn't play week one, was finally able to suit up week two, had the one catch for 14 yards. Um, but I have high, high expectations for Mechie. I think he's going to continue to work get back to football shape, and uh, I think he's going to be a really good player for the Texans. I mean, that's one of those guys you could see there, you know, being a movie made about him. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If he, if he continues. I think even if he never played another snap, the fact that he got back and, you know, caught a pass in an NFL game, mm -hmm. uh, huge accomplishment. Shout out to John Mechie for that. Man. Shout out, so, John. Um, all right, so there's some other players I've learned about over the last few weeks. I'm just going to review some of these with yeah. you. Uh, and then we can get into a little, you know, guessing game at the end to yep. see how many I can list off. Um, so Denzel Perryman was a guy I wasn't that familiar with. Mm -hmm. I've heard his name a lot the first couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. And, and in a good way. Yeah. No, good player. Uh, was a pro bowler two years ago for Oakland. Kind of had a off year, was a free agent. We picked him up and I've, I've loved him. Rest in peace to the Oakland Raiders, by the mm -hmm. way. Now the, the man, Oakland losing all their teams to Las Vegas is yep, tough. Right um, you know, Steven Nelson in the, in the first game had an interception. Uh, I didn't even know he'd, Third round pick of the Chiefs previously had been on the team for a whole year. Yep. Shows just how little I guess I <laughs> took in in the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Grenard in the first game, he had a huge game. He and Will Anderson, he had a sack, yep. couple yep. tackles for loss, eight tackles. Another guy was relatively high draft pick, third round draft pick. And it's like, I'm watching, he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I think I remember hearing yeah. about that now. 2021, he had a big year. 2022, he was dealing with some injuries. 2021, I think he ended with eight and a half sacks. 
um, solid year for especially that might have been his rookie year or his second year. Um, but yeah, I, I have high expectations for him this year too. Well, you know, I didn't get into much about the first game last week talking with Amobi Okoye. We were talking a lot about his memories of the Texans. Mm-hmm. And it's funny on the last episode when I asked Amobi Okoye what his favorite memories were of the Texans, the first thing he said was the Andre Johnson fight <laughs> and against Cortland Finnegan, which is great because I, I think that's most fans' favorite memories as of well. Course. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Famer, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely one of those career highlights, kind of like yeah. Nolan Ryan with Robin Ventura. Yep. something people are always going to remember when Andre Johnson mm-hmm. punked Cortland Finnegan. Yeah. You know? um, and in and of itself, deserving of a spot in the Texans' ring of honor. Of course. Also, I just want to throw this out there. It was opened up again today. Andre has been nominated for the Hall of Fame again for the third year in a row. Okay. We got to get him in. We got to get this man in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to tell you the greatest receiver of his era. Uh, he, I mean, he was the best receiver in the league for a solid five to seven year stretch. It was him and Larry Fitzgerald every year. Yep. And Fitzgerald got to play in a Super Bowl. Andre mm-hmm. did not. Yep. Um, but Andre was putting up crazy numbers with a crazy rotation of quarterbacks uh, with horrible offensive lines, with historically bad teams. When he started out in 2003, he was the only, I mean, he was the star for the Texans. And the, and you know, one of the only things that um, made this team nationally relevant in the early going, certainly not the only thing, but one of them. And also I think the hall of fame, they like to reward guys who play the game the right way who did things with class and integrity. And I mean, that is Andre Johnson to a T, you know, he, uh, I just think he, you know, most humble, soft-spoken guy. He was in the era of the diva wide receivers, the Terrell Owens guys who were friends of his T.O. and Mm -hmm. Chad Ochocinco is a good friend of his from Miami. Uh, But Andre was always, you know, very soft-spoken led by example. And I just think of all the crazy catches that he made throughout his career, the ability to take over the game uh, his position coach in Houston, Larry Kirksey, the old wide receivers coach, was also the wide receivers coach for Jer- uh, Jerry Rice in San Francisco. He would talk to me about showing game tape to Andre of Jerry Rice's games, and he would talk to me about showing other players the comparisons between Jerry and Andre. And wow. sorry, Jerry and Andre, and, and yeah. their similarities. Yeah. You know, and um, I think on a per game basis, just you look at what he did. I mean, it's pretty much what Larry Fitzgerald, Andre. And Calvin Johnson, you know, there was a, a period of time where those are the three guys who just dominated the league. And, um, yeah, we're going to be all aboard the Andre Johnson Hall of Fame hype train. And yep. thank you for calling that out. Noah. We are, yeah. We, he, he's so deserving. We I mean, go. first player in the Texans Ring of Honor should be the first Texans Hall of Famer. J.J. Uh, Watt, obviously, is going to get in the Hall of Fame. First so ballot, no doubt. Maybe they'll be neck and neck. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope Andre gets in sooner than later. We know there's going to be more receivers. Of course. Hey, he was, he's been a finalist now, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think you're going to see him get support. I'm, I'm hoping this is the year he gets in. I know I'm going to be up there in Canton oh, okay. uh, cheering him on. I think about, uh, you know, the, when he had his induction into the Ring of Honor a few years back. Um, it was one of the only Texans games I went to that whole season. Was it 2019 maybe? or Yeah, might have been 2020, mm-hmm. uh, whenever it was. And I remember I, I literally showed up at the game, completely contradictory to what I said earlier about being there for the beginning and end of games. <laughs> I showed up uh, second quarter of that game wearing an Andre Johnson jersey, uh, watched the Ring of Honor ceremony at halftime, and literally left like three minutes into the third quarter. Yeah. You know, But yeah. um, 
Andre, man, and from having worked there for the team uh, when he played there, um, I just think he's a guy that uh, that everybody in Houston, you know, has a lot of love for. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a guy who represented the, the Texans and the league in the right way for a long time, and he put up the numbers, you know, yeah. and he yeah. and he dominated. So um, we will be. Uh, I think we're gonna have to do like a whole episode just devoted to uh, Andre Johnson and his Hall of Fame you know, credentials. So we'll get on that later in the season. Um, But I don't even know what we were talking about right before that. Yeah, no, that was most important. Uh, We're about to do your, uh, we're about to, we're going to the depth chart. Okay. We're going for the depth chart. Okay. Let's see. And you're about going to try to list all the. the All right. Let me get to some of these notes here so I can remember a few. Okay. Now. Okay. One other thing I wanted to mention, I didn't know our punter's name, even after going to the last game and watching the first game. And I feel like we've punted a lot. Um, and the punters punts have been pretty good. Um, Ty, Ty Zentner, Ty Zentner. For those of you following at home, that's Z E N T N E R Zentner. Yep. Uh, rookie punter from Kansas state. Mm -hmm. That's all I know about him. And he's averaging like 43 or 44 yards a punt so far. Yeah. I mean, honestly, same. I don't know much about him. He was kind of a recent pickup for the Texans. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's been good. And we're Cameron Johnston is the full-time punter, and he's just on the IR right now. So Yeah, these are all things I had no idea about. And I <laughs> consider myself to be, like, a pretty committed Texans fan. Yeah. Um, but like we said, and if you're, if you're listening, you can probably relate, the last few years have been pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, and I even – I try to watch all the games on TV, but after a couple quarters, you know, it gets hard sometimes. But, yeah. Um, but that's – the purpose of this whole it is. endeavor here. Remember yeah. the Texans. We're trying to, uh, you know, we're trying to get back on the the battle run bandwagon, so to speak. So, um, and another guy that I didn't know about as well, uh, Quatoriano. Am I saying that Tegan. right? Yeah, Tegan Quatoriano. Tegan Quatoriano. Yeah, back tight up, end, backup tight end, Dalton Schultz. Um, he's got a lot of potential. He hasn't really had a chance yet. Like most of these receivers, honestly, CJ is yeah. opening the door for a lot of these guys. Um, just being able to get the ball around more than quarterbacks in the past. Um, Tegan is a guy that I'm, I'm hopeful for. I want to see him break out. Yeah. Fifth round pick last year out of Oregon state. I just like that. His name really reminds me of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think he had a, a touchdown against the Eagles in the Thursday night game. Yes. Last year and had a few catches in the, forgettable victory against the Colts last year as well in week 18. So he's shown some flashes. Yeah. But I I was, I was reading about him after the first game and I was like, this guy started six games as a rookie. I literally had no effing clue. I'm I'm like, so I'm glad we're doing this. It's forcing me to pay a little more attention. Yeah. Um, And without further ado, I'm ready. I'm going to attempt to name as many players on the Texans roster as I can. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much know the 53 so you should you know if i if i hear a name i don't recognize i'll go fact check it but okay and i'm not i'm not going to cheat and look at my computer Uh, i was i was referencing notes earlier um but no cheating this is all on the honor system here all all on the up and up i'm keeping an eye i'm keeping an eye when we did this in uh before week one i got to 17 it was pretty laughable yeah Uh, i set an over under for myself of 30 which feels like a reach, but I'm going to go for it. I so. like the line. I think that's a good line. All right. All, All right. right. So I'm here ready. we go. Uh, we'll start with quarterback. We've got CJ Stroud, Davis Mills, and Case Keenum. Yep. Go Cougs. Um, I forgot Case Keenum the first time, which I could not believe. I can't believe you did that. We'll go to running back. And I already know there's some people I'm forgetting. Damian Pierce mm-hmm. and Devin Singletary. 
I can't remember any other running backs or fullbacks, so let's not even go there. Uh, wide receiver, Robert Woods, USC Trojan. I went to USC, by the way. Sure. Um, Robert Woods, USC Trojan. Put up some nice numbers so far. Been a nice yeah. security blanket. Of course, Nico Collins. He's been balling out. Tank Dell. Uh, Noah Brown. Is he on IR? Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll count that maybe. Anyway. No, yeah, no. On IR, as long as they're on the roster. Okay. John go. Mechie. Yep. And, man, we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> Dalton Schultz. Okay. Tight end. Also got Keegan Catoriano. Tegan. Tegan Catoriano. Okay. Yep. I think we'll count that one. Uh, <laughs> Laramie Tunsil, left tackle. Kenyon Green, yep. forgot about previously, also on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juice Scruggs, also on IR. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, doing our best here. Yeah. Um, I want to say, is it George Fant? Is that an offensive lineman? That is. Okay. Been playing right tackle. I saw. I saw him in one of the. I think the Ravens game. Yeah. Uh, number is that seventy four? Seventy four, I believe. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I'm making progress yeah. here. Uh, Titus Howard, yep. Also on, injured on at the our, moment. I'll, I just wanted to make note: you were at seventeen, so you're at you. you okay, we've improved. We, there is improvement. I mean, the IR seems like it's kind of cheating, but we're gonna no, we're gonna just run with those it. Those are the guys. Those are the guys. Um, I am. That's. I think I'm tapped out on the offensive lineman, for better or worse, at this point. Yep. Um, we got tight ends. We got wide receivers. Okay, we got seventeen on offense. Okay, defense. Jonathan Grenard. We talked about him on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting, exciting young player, I think, who's kind of a veteran on this team. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., Defensive Rookie of the Year. You heard it here first. I'm okay. sorry, Jalen Carter. I know he's getting all the hype in Philly. I'm not sorry, Jalen Carter. Yeah, Will, Will Anderson, the Terminator, is going to be the Rookie of the Year. Yep. I think he'll have a big, at least two sacks against Trevor Lawrence this yeah. week. At least two Ooh. sacks. Uh, let's see. Now I'm blanking on it. Sheldon Rankins. Yep. But I think it was a first round pick of the Saints, like way back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Uh defensive tackle. Henry Toto. Yes. Another Alabama player, D'Amico Ryans. I like that he's getting these Bama guys mm-hmm. in the front seven. Oh boy. Jerry Hughes, another guy. Yep. Um met him at the uh Texans open training camp practices after practice. He tried some troll burgers. We were catering oh, for the nice, team. Nice. Super nice guy, man. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um. Okay. I think the more I talk, that means I'm I'm stalling. Yeah. That's what happened last time. You're at 23. 23 players. Or you and have counting. 22. This will be 23. I assume you can get a couple more. Yeah. Don't don't assume too much <laughs> here. Okay. I'm just gonna go to the secondary. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Ward, Jalen Petrie, Derek Stingley Jr. Stingley, of course, is out for a few weeks. Right. That's what you said. It's we don't six have confirmation, weeks, but it's looking like it might be six to eight weeks. That's too bad, man. I, I'm excited to see him play. He'll have plenty of time, I think, to yeah. become a great player under mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryan's in this system. Um, Steven Nelson. Okay, what are we at now? Steven Nelson was your 26th. Shit. Okay. Steven Nelson at 26. Denzel Perryman. Yep. Okay. 27. 28. Kaimi Fairbairn. Yep. 29. Ty Zentner. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, let's get the. We've been talking about this punter. Get him in there. <laughs> and number thirty, it feels great to to cross over this threshold with my favorite player on the entire fifty-three man roster, the greatest long snapper in the history of the NFL. Number forty-six, John Weeks. Yes, sir. 
That's thirty. That's thirty. I literally think that is that is all it. that I know. Tapped out. I'm I'm gonna say that's it, man. I'm ending right on the. Dot. All right. Hey, you got to what your goal was. You hit the line. <laughs> you pushed. A lot of people in Vegas are mad. Ooh. But ooh, wait. Should I? Yeah. Yeah. It's a push. It's Damn a push. it. You're right. Can I hit thirty-one? Could you? There's there's some guys I think you could fool. I think there are, but there's a guy on. I'll say this: there's a guy that you said last time that you didn't say today. No shit. Yeah. Feels like a linebacker or something, you know. I mean, it feels like you. Right, I should definitely it. know. I. I mean, I missed like at least three starters on the defense. A linebacker. I feel like I need a hint. Can you give me a hint? <clears throat> um. I'll just say you mentioned Henry Toa being a Bama boy. Oh, Christian Kirksey. Nish. Oh, sorry, Christian Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Kirksey. Yes, oh, Christian Harris. All there right, 31. 31. Oof. Vegas is happy. I'm sweating in the hot seat over <laughs> yeah. here. All right, who do we who are some like obvious names here that we missed? You know, honestly, obvious? I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, you 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 kind of got all the bigger names, the um I would say maybe Tavier Thomas is a guy that people would oh, have yeah. mentioned. Eric Murray. Um, yeah. Shaq Griffin. But oh, Shaq that, Griffin, man. I should have. Yeah. But other than that, that's pretty much everyone else is like backup offensive linemen that, you know, we're not too worried about. Okay. Yeah. Dare Ungabawale. Yep. Uh, Andrew Beck. Yeah. Okay, who else we got? Brevin Jordan. I knew I was... Oh, Brevin, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. All right. You know, the defense, I feel like... I mean, I ought to be at least able to name all the starters, you know? Yeah, of course. That's what uh, you did. Well, most of them, I think. Yeah, you got you got 31, so only tw- there's only 22 hey, man, starters. I'm so. feeling pretty damn good about no, 31. No, that's a great... Nick, you killed. That was great. Thank man. you, Noah. My weekly confidence <laughs> booster here. But, um, well, that, that about wraps it up. Anything you're looking forward to, Noah, these next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see uh, how the Texans match up in week three, getting uh, CJ's, you know, getting that speed of play under his belt a little more. I'm excited to see what he does against Jacksonville, divisional, big divisional game. Jags are good, good team. Trevor Lawrence, I like your prediction about Will Anderson getting two sacks. Two sacks. T-Law. Two sacks this week. I hope to see it. Um, And I I like Trevor. I don't like seeing him get hit. But this weekend I do. Yeah, this weekend. That's, that reminds me. I just I didn't didn't even mean to, but uh, do you remember that moment when JJ Watt was mic'd up and they were playing the Saints and he was like, "I like Drew. I don't like hitting him like that." Yeah, dude. Well, that's how I feel about about Trevor <laughs> and my boy, the Terminator. He's, he seems like a nice enough guy, but he I'm, does. Oh yeah, MJ Stewart, another guy we missed. Yep. fifteen tackles. Yeah, MJ through two weeks, second on the team, and yep. Tavier Thomas, thirteen tackles so far through the t- season. Sadly, Tavier Thomas is out for the year. Out for the year. Yes. Bummer. Well, shit. We got more guys to learn. (laughs) Yep. We're going to have someone come up. Uh, More things to remember. So I want to thank you guys for joining us on another riveting rendition of Remember the Texans. Like, subscribe, unsubscribe, review, five-star rating, something like that. Got it. He's got it. Getting it it down. Apollo Dez uh, gave me the cues uh, in the baseball show the other day, but I got... I'll work on that one too. It's so. also unnecessary what he says too. Don't even worry about it. Dude. He just blabbers on. That's about right. That's about right. <laughs> but uh, now I appreciate everybody for tuning in. The journey continues. Yep. We'll be looking for that first win and uh, look forward to Noah talking to you and everybody else in the weeks to come. Yep. Same exciting times. <laughs>